experience the reality of the gospel and receive light, life, and the joy of the Holy Ghost. As you listen to today's message, Danny Doku, a real blessing to you. Hello, it's Reverend Danny Doku once again, and this Friday, I love Fridays. Today we are here on Believer's Gazette, Gazette Journal Publication. I'm here to publish the Word of God to you. And we have been talking about prophecy. Two weeks ago, we hosted uh, Prophet David Thomas. It was a blessing to us. And tonight, I'm going to continue from where we stopped. Throughout the month, we are looking at the believer and prophecy. Tonight, I'm going to look at the believer and judging prophecy. Prophecy must be judged. Yes, it ought to be judged. By the time we finish through, you understand the importance of judging prophecy and how you can judge prophecy. You are ready with your Bible? Everything we are going to say here will be based on scripture. So you go back there as the Berean Christian and go back there and study it for yourself so that you become a very solid Christian. Don't just be a gullible Christian. No truth. Get through the word and grow thereby. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to take my first scripture from 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 1 says that, Follow after charity, King James said charity, but it's love. And desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. So he said we should desire spiritual gifts but rather that we prophesy. It shows you the importance of prophecy. For he that speaketh in a known tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understanding him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. So this is the basis of simple prophecy. Now, prophecies in this nature, we don't need to judge them because prophecies in this nature will always conform to the Word of God. Now, let me give you an example of what he's talking about when he talks about prophecy that comes like edification, exhortation, and comfort. Now, I come to you, I walk to you, I say, God is speaking to me that He's going to bless you, He's going to increase you. Things are going to fall in line for you in Jesus' name. How do you judge that? You don't need to judge that because everything is in the Word of God. In Ephesians Ephesians 1, it says God has blessed us with all blessings in heavenly places. So if I come to you prophesy to you that God is going to bless you, I'm just confirming whatever God had said. I said God says that the trouble you are going through, you are going to come out of it and He's going to bring you into an expected end. Yes, of course, he's going to bring you to an expected end. Why? He said, The thoughts I have for you are not of evil, but they are of good to bring you to an expected end. Glory to God. If a prophet comes to you and says, I see you are becoming very great, and God is going to make great, yes, that prophecy must not be judged. Why? You are going to be great because God has already made you great. So, my prophet says, Yes, he ought to say it. Because you keep have to say what God has said and what is in the mind of God for you. In saying it, that is when we see the manifestations of that word. So prophecies in this nature that will always come to edify you, to build you, and to bring you comfort. 
God is saying that I've seen what you're going through. You are not going to remain that way. I'm going, he's going to touch you. He's going to bring you to a place where all these things that you're going through, you are going to see them no more. It's in the word of God. So such things must not be judged because it always conforms with the word of God. Praise God. Now, prophecies where we must judge now becomes prophecies that comes with direction, that comes with uh, very sensitive issues concerning our life. Those prophecies must be judged. But simple gift of prophecy where we are prophesying unto people for edification, exhortation, and for comfort, that we leave it because it's always confirming or conforming to the word of God. It, it has no direction and nothing in it. Where we must judge is when the person is now operating in the office of a prophet. And we establish the fact that this word is coming to a man that may miss it, that may use his own mind to misinterpret it, and that is why you must judge. Let's look at why we might judge a prophecy and how we can judge a prophetic word that comes with direction. Number one, every prophetic word, number one, make that note. Every prophetic word coming from a prophet, no matter how accurate the prophecy the prophet is, must be based on the word of God. We must go through the scripture and see what God says about things like that. Now, for example, a prophet can come to you in his prophetic grace and say, I see you going through a marital trouble. The name of your husband is Mr. A and C. Very accurate. Your husband's name is A and C. Then he said, God is saying that it is not his will for you to have been married to him. And therefore, I tell you prophetically that leave the marriage. Wow. That kind of prophetic word must be judged based on the word of God. Now, the word of God says, number one, God is not an author of confusion. So God will not contradict himself in scripture. So what does the Bible says about divorce? The Bible says God does not like divorce. He doesn't like it. So why would God tell a prophet to tell you to leave your marriage? God will not tell a prophet such a thing. If you want to leave your marriage, it is based on your own decisions. That is why you want to leave that marriage. So when we get prophetic words that are in quote, trying to contradict the character of God and what God has said in the scripture, then we have to reject that prophecy outright. Let's read Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1. Verse 8, he said, But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach another gospel unto you, that which we have not preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so ye now again, if any man preach another gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. So he said that, Anything that will take you totally out of the word of God or out of the will of God, it's not, it's not God. That kind of prophetic word must be judged on the basis of God. What is God's character? 
someone is 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 into uh, trafficking of hard drugs and children, then he gets a prophetic word that God is with him. That is not a prophetic word from God. It is the selfishness of that prophet that is making him prophesy that God is supporting a hardened criminal. God that God loves criminals, loves everybody, but God will not support the acts or any criminal act. So things like that must be charged by the word of God. So number one, we said every prophetic basic, every prophetic word, we go through the scriptures, we are like, ah, God said this in the word. Why is this prophet telling me this other thing that is inconsistent with the word of God? So a prophet comes to you and prophesies that I see you, your name is uh, maybe Ken, but I see that you love guys. But God is saying that there is nothing wrong with it. You can go ahead and marry him because God is love. Outrightly, that, that prophetic word is not from God. Why? Because God will never support gay marriage. He has said it in his word that people like that, he has nothing to do with them. Glory to God. So you receive a word, look, that means that you yourself must be acquainted with the word of God. Number two, another way to judge prophecy is that is the prophecy bearing witness with your spirit? Does it bear witness with your spirit? Romans chapter 8, verse 16. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The spirit bears witness. So if that prophetic word is coming from the Holy Spirit and you have the spirit of God in your spirit, that prophetic word will bear witness with your spirit. Now, people say a prophet always comes to confirm what you already have inside. That is true, but that is not always true. A prophet does not come to always confirm. A prophet may confirm what you have. He may tell you things that you might, you yourself might not even be aware of. But there is one thing, your spirit will bear witness. The prophetic word will bear witness with your spirit. There is a witness and the Holy Spirit is a witness and your spirit is a witness. So if that prophetic word is coming from God, it will bear witness with your spirit. Your mind may not be able to take it, but your spirit can take it. The same way our mind cannot take that Jesus came out from uh, or his bed was a virgin birth. How can your mind take that? Biologically, scientifically, it is wrong. But with our spirit, we can, we can bear witness to our spirit that yes, that is a true saying. Glory to God. So for example, one time I invited a man of God to my meeting. I used to do conferences. I invited this man of God to a meeting. So he went around prophesying and touching to people. And he pointed to a young lady and said, Lady, the Lord is speaking to me to sow, for you to sow a seed into this ministry. And what God is saying is that empty all your bank account. Hey, I was sitting there and I'm like, no, this one, it has to bear witness with, with, with the lady's spirit. Because for you to empty your bank account, that has to bear witness with your spirit. Because God always doesn't take everything from us. Rarely will God give such a word, but he does give such a word. So I stood up and went to the young lady. I said, young lady, does it bear witness with your spirit? Now she was smiling. Whether she should say yes or no. The problem with 
Ghanaians, I don't know about other African nations, is that Ghanaians will not say if it's no, this doesn't bear with them to my spirit. They'll just say yes and go back and say, ah, how can the prophet say that? No, if it doesn't bear witness your spirit respectably, you could say, okay, I've heard it, but this doesn't bear witness my spirit. I've got to go pray about it for a little while. Anytime you say that and a prophet will push that on you, that is manipulation. Now, when I said that, I asked the lady, does it bear witness your spirit? The prophet was angry. He's like, no, man of God, you don't need to ask her. God has spoken and I have said it. And I say, yes, God has spoken, you have said it, but you are not the doer, she is the doer. It is not your account, it is her bank account. So she has every right to, to allow some time to come in before she does that. A prophet comes in and says, I see you uh, leaving your work, uh, your job, and I want you to leave your job just tomorrow morning. Leave your job, God is going to do something uh for you in another place okay which other place you don't know that could be a word from god but it has to bear witness with my spirit i won't just jump in and tomorrow morning go and leave my job and come back and i don't know where to go glory to god so those prophetic words must bear witness there is a witness you know it that ah this doesn't make sense but yeah my spirit can take it if your spirit cannot take it wait till you get that witness because many people have, have, have destroyed their life because they jumped into prophecy and they went back to, to blame the prophet. Let me tell you, you cannot blame any prophet for any word that you receive. If you blame a prophet, then you are not wise. The scriptures are able to make you wise. That is why I'm teaching you this. Somebody say, leave your job, come and do this, get that. Hey, let me wait, let this bear witness with my spirit. Let it bear with my spirit. God is not in a rush to push you into any prophetic way. Just the same way, somebody say, okay, how will I know it best with my spirit? How do you know you're a child of God? The same way you just know that I am a child of God. The spirit best witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. There's nothing physically around you that is showing that you are God's child. But you know it in your spirit. When you got born again, after giving your life to Christ and and, and, and confessing that Jesus Christ is your Lord and personal Savior. How did you know that you are God born again? Nothing physically changed. But in your spirit, you knew that you are born again. And that is how the word of God, a prophetic word, which is very sensitive. Prophecies that are going to do with marriage. Prophet, or somebody say you have to marry this person. Prophecy that has got to do. Because those prophecies could be right. It could be right because sometimes you get confused and a prophet doesn't know he can say that it is this person. But yet, you have to go back and let it bear witness with your spirit. If you go ahead and marry that person and later you say, it's the prophet that told me, you are not wise. You got to bear witness with your spirit. You are responsible. Glory to God. Number three. Every prophetic word, no matter how sensitive or how accurate it is, if it's very sensitive and very directional and it's not in the simple gift of prophecy where it comes by exhortation, edification, and comfort and it's more directional, let other two or three judge the prophecy. The word is judge. You may not be able to probably judge it, but the Bible says let two or three judge. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians 14, 
verse 29. It's believers gazette, and I'm teaching you the simple things. These are very simple, basic truths. Glory to God. That a believer must carry with him as he grows in Christ. And this basic truth, even a lot of people don't know. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 29. It said, let the prophets speak two or three and let another one judge. NIV say, let the prophet speak and let another weigh the prophecy. Another word is evaluate the prophecy. Now, the best person to evaluate a prophetic word or judge a prophetic word is a matured Christian who has oversight over you. Your mentor, your pastor, another matured Christian, not just a friend, but a matured Christian or another matured prophet who has been consistent in his prophetic ministry and he has proven to be a prophet that is working in love and working with God. That those group of people are allowed to, you can give it to them or let them know the word that has come to you and let them judge it through scripture. By their experience, and how God deals with mature prophets, they will know which counsel to give you based on the prophetic word. So God gives you, any prophet will say that, I mean, I've told you something, you, nobody, 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 nobody can judge it, nobody can do it. It's not a New Testament prophet. In the Old Testament prophet, there were prophecies were not allowed to be judged because they were only allowed to speak what God has said word for word. That is why Moses told the people, if there arises any dreamer, there arises any prophet that will come and tell you anything and it does not come to pass, he says, stone that prophet to death. Because they were the only ones that knew the mind of God. But now the Bible says, I'll pour down my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters will prophesy. So he's not the only one that is the custodian of the Holy Ghost. You have the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost can also reveal things to you. He can reveal it to other people. So the New Testament prophet is not standing on his own. God in his own wisdom gave five ministries, pastor, prophet, teachers, apostles, and evangelists for the perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry in the body of Christ. In Israel, they had one. It was only the prophet because God was dealing with Israel. Now God is dealing with his bride. He's dealing with the church. And five, number of grace. So God gives that. So the prophet alone does not stand out. He may have revelations. He may have that. He doesn't stand out. A pastor can judge a prophetic word. Somebody say, I'm a prophet. I've prophesied. Why should a pastor judge it? He doesn't hear from God. <laughs> a pastor also has the, 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 the counsel of God, which is the word of God. He can counsel you on matters like that. So don't say that your pastor cannot hear from God. So another prophet tells you something and you will just take it. Let, let the prophet prophesy and let another judge. This other should be a matured believer, not just somebody who can also now judge it wrongly and take you astray. I'm giving you just a step so that you can go through all these ones before you take a leap the prophecy that is not in exhortation, edification, and comfort, you don't just take a leap. Now, if, if we want to even commission people in the ministry, tell you that God has a calling for you 
that should be <laughs> it should come out from a mouth of two or three witnesses you yourself might have the witness you are the first witness the prophet who is speaking to you is the second witness let another one or two also confirm that calling upon you they are the same way in the book of acts the bible says acts chapter 13 verse 1 and as they fasted and prayed or and they ministered unto the lord god spoke why there were certain prophets not prophet prophets and teachers in that particular church and they laid hands on paul and barnabas and separated them because god spoke that it's time to separate paul and barnabas for the work of the ministry why there were more not just one prophet more than one who confirmed their calling so when it comes to your calling marriage directions things that have to do with your destiny don't just let one prophet be the one to confirm it let others confirm it even if it bears with your with your spirit and those people might be matured prophets and with time even if you feel that the prophet is wrong wait give it time with time if it is god you see it manifested you see it manifest don't say that that's the problem with Ghana. You tell somebody, I see the calling of God on you. He say, yes, man of God, it's true. Okay, go and pray about it. Two days time, he comes and say, I've prayed about it. God showed me a dream. I know God, 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 God. Later, the person said, ah, I only said it because I respected you. Yes, you are not wise. You shouldn't say that. You should go in and let one or two or three, because this has to go to do with your destiny. Because the call of God, marriage, moving, work, things like that, giving birth to children, they are not a joke. It's not a joke. So you look up to God, pray. You are already having six children. I said, I see three more children coming. So you, go, you just jump ahead and go and give birth to three more children when you know that your economic level is low. Yeah, God is the provider, it's true. But how are you going to take that? Do you even have the capacity to train those children, not even just buying them uh, 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 material things and paying their school fees? Do you have that ability to train them? So things like this, let other one or two matured believers. And I believe that this is not about now jumping to prophet to prophet. That is why every local assembly must train people to hear from God. I believe in the prophetic presbytery. That in a church there should be a prophetic presbytery that when people come in these guys can wait on god and pray and confirm that was what was happening in the church of antioch they prayed they fasted they ministered they just sang and ministered unto the lord and the confirmation came how did god speak god did he speak through a thunder he spoke through the prophets because there were more than one prophet in that particular ministry so we can have people who hear from God, mature believers, elders, deacons in the church that hear. Deacons must hear from God. Elders of the church must hear from God. And they can form the leadership. When the church leadership is perfected, it makes the church move in according to the will of God. A church can be growing, but they may not be moving according to the will of God. But when the church leadership itself is prophetic and they can hear from God, we can pray about issues and God can speak. I pray that when you receive a directional prophecy, allow matured believers, not that a gifted prophet. Somebody could be gifted but very mature, a matured prophet with proven records. Or in the ministry where there are two, three people who can hear from God, we all come together 
and we pray and let God confirm the word. But it always starts with you. Does it bear witness with your spirit? Glory to God. So I think that I'll give you three for now. But let's go back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 2 Thessalonians chapter 5. 2 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians 5, sorry. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 20. We've been talking about this scripture. 1 Thessalonians 5, 20 says, Despise not prophesying. Then he goes on and says, Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. He said, Prove all things. So all things that must come to you must be proven. Even the prophetic word, it must be proven. Glory to God. You must learn to prove all things. And a mature, I've given people prophecies that they feel that I was wrong. I left it. I always say, I have a slogan, prophecy is not compulsory. So nobody should be able to push prophecy. When I prophesy to people, they have a right to believe it or not to believe it. So if you don't believe it, it doesn't change anything. If it is God, you'll see it come to pass. If that prophecy is warning you out of evil and you do not listen and you don't pray about it, like we could see uh, death coming and you say, you're doing so and so, if you don't leave it, you're going to die. Pray. The person will not go and pray and just despise the prophecy. Don't reject prophecies for people who have had proven records. The idea is judge the prophecy. Let it bear witness with your spirit. Let other two or three, does it conform to the word of God? Three things. Number one, does it conform to the God, the word of God? God's word will give you God's nature, God's uh, ways of doing things. Number two, does it bear witness with your spirit? Number three, let other two or three or another matured prophet or your pastor, basically, if that word didn't come from him and it's confusing. If it came from me and it's confusing, if there are elders in the church, prophetic people in the church, let's all gather, let's pray, and let's confirm. If not, you can look out for a, a matured prophet. If you also go and give it to an immature prophet, and it takes you out of the direction, and what the other prophet is telling you comes to pass, then you, will, you are going to be in trouble. So you cannot afford not to grow as a Christian. So that you don't just see it. Because God's primary way is that He wants to talk to you. So you got to open your Never say, I don't hear from God. That's what believers say. I don't hear from God. I don't hear from God. Never say, I don't hear from God. Don't say that. Immediately you keep saying that, you shut the bowels of your spirit. You shut the ears of your spirit. You shut the eyes of your spirit. You hear from God. But probably you don't know how to hear from God clearly and properly. So say, say, I hear from God. Say, I hear from God. I see in the spirit. My spiritual senses are activated. And when you say that, you say somebody say something, say, don't worry, let me pray about it. I, I don't regularly hear from God, but when I take my time, I will hear from God. So don't say I don't hear from God, because God wants to speak to you. This is what I... We can share on this for now, but you can do your own further studies on how to judge prophecy. I think that the book that I recommend for you is Kenneth Hagin's book on seven ways on judging prophecy. Look out for it. Be a believer that reads and studies. 
so that you will be in the safe path. Now people are criticizing prophets everywhere. And in next week's episode, I'll talk about who is a false prophet and who is a true prophet according to the New Testament so that you not just jump up and be crossing everybody as a false prophet. Follow after what God has given you. And I know that you are going to be blessed. I bless your weekend. May your weekend be blessed. May everything you touch grow in the name of Jesus. May you see the fulfillment of God's word over your life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. I hope you are blessed by today's message. To correspond with Reverend Danny Doku and receive more of such anointed teachings, you can visit dannydoku.com or download the Danny Doku Digital Pool on Google Play Store or App Store for your iOS devices. You can look us up on any of our social media handles, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or contact us on 055-820-2278. 055-820-2278. Thank you.